from tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, atmospheric science graduate and skyworn storm spotter Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel, Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn storm spotter and chaser, Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast. If you happen to be checking us out for the first time, uh, thanks for tuning us in. Uh, you can always go to stormfrontfreaks.com to check out some of the previous shows, uh, peruse some of the previous weather guests that we've had on the show. We've had a lot of great ones. Uh, and tonight's going to be no different. This is episode 58 tonight, and we're excited to have the man, the legend, that is Pecos Hank Shima is going to be with us tonight. Uh, he is a Texas storm chaser and musician. We'll be talking everything from tornadoes to country western blues. Uh, he'll be playing our Elvis theme lightning round. Uh, we've got some new Mythbusters segments tonight, and we'll finish with our favorite WX resources and throw some more weather fools under the bus. But before we get to that, uh, I just want to let everybody know we're, we're excited to be partnered with HelicityDesigns.com. They are the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the storm freaking you. You got to check these guys out. They got some great stuff. And besides all their great selections of t-shirts, shoes, they've got outer outerwear, swimsuits, uh, all kinds of stuff for your car and vehicle. They also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks gear. And remember, you can get a 5% discount on your entire order when you use the code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Use that code at checkout, get a 5% discount, and you can find it all at helicitydesigns.com, and we'll make sure we uh, include that link in our show notes. So let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts on the show this evening. It's always happy hour when we record, and so uh, go ahead and step up to the bar. MJ, by the way, uh, happy early birthday. Hey, thank you. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, but what, what are you drinking, MJ? Uh, tonight, uh, I have a Lion and Kugels again. It's line, uh, we call it Lionies. This is an orange shandy. Kind of tasty, a little different. Mm-hmm. Tasty, you, very tasty. You don't, you don't look 60. I'm just saying. Yeah. Nah, wear it well. <laughs> All right, Maz. Maz, what are you drinking tonight? I am having a bit of the captain here. Oh, I am. Oh, oh okay. he's and, hitting it harder. And diet. almost gone, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, and then Brady, I think it's a bladed, a bladed happy birthday, correct? What are you drinking? You know, I'm drinking a little bit of white wine tonight, and Phil, I swear that that audience that audience sounds familiar to last time. You know, I don't know if they're the same people you keep bringing in. Well, we do. We we have like a VIP section, so they oh, all okay. they tend to like to come back on a regular basis, and so yeah, yeah we'll give them seats in the audience. Not a problem. <laughs> all right, Dina, what are you drinking this evening? I'm not fancy tonight. I just have a Michelob. <laughs> But I've been drinking for a while. I made barbecue. It's good. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Well, let's go ahead and get to our esteemed guest this evening. Dean, I'll turn it over to you. All right. Tonight we welcome Hank Shima, also known as Pecos Hank. He's a musician, songwriter, filmmaker, and professional storm chaser based in Houston, Texas. He's fronted the rock group Southern Backtones and now the Pecos Hank 
band. During the same period, he has directed, produced, and starred in a full-length independent film, several music videos, and a catalog of storm and nature documentation on the Weather Channel, Discovery Channel, National Geographic, and more. He's also served as a storm consultant on a major motion picture, The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. Very cool. Nice. So, um, Hank, you were in you're in Houston, so obviously you were around for Hurricane Harvey, right? Yeah. I had what was that there. like? Well, I was. It was you know I was being chased, so the storm was coming to my home, and so rather than go out and get footage, I kind of wanted to be with mom and and my wife to make sure our property and our stuff wasn't messed up the last thing i didn't want to go off and chase it and then get separated from them so i got nothing to say about it except for we just sat and watched the water rise and rise and rise and uh luckily all of my family and friends most of them came out okay but uh for a third of the city man it was terrible they lost everything not a lot of lives lost but all the property that they worked hard for places that have never flooded i mean in, mm -hmm. in the history of houston flooded you know up to you know eight feet in their house and and so uh but a lot of that stuff was replaceable i had one guy a friend of mine who collected things and he just for his whole life he like hoards and collects old things and old vintage stuff and and so he lost everything. Aww. yeah everybody else you know got is getting their stuff back getting their carpet back getting their walls back but he he did lose everything that that's so sad. I think now I think I did read the uh, that it is the worst flood event in recorded history in America, if I believe I, it. Yeah, we, we're going to claim that here, whether it is or not. I that I think that's true. But man, that had to be rough, especially like, you know, you're trying to protect your own family. What do you do? Were, I mean, were you at home or did you try to get the family out or what? No, I, we just hoped that we were in high ground and we've never had flooding before, but this was different. I mean, we're getting massive floods here, you know, once every decade, you know, but this was, and we've had ones that were close, uh, her, uh, tropical storm, Allison, yeah. was just a stationary low that just stopped on us and just sat. And, and so a lot of people lost And this one, maybe barely beat that one. But, uh, so yeah, it was terrible. That is Thank the cool. You. That's the coolest picture behind you. Mm -hmm. You got. Yeah, I was going to say that picture is awesome. Which one? The girl here with the. With the knife? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me in trouble, did man. You take that. You take that picture behind you. Yeah, that's. Oh the my gosh. That's the the May twenty fourth. There's two of them over here. Wow. And that's the the second significant tornado, the EF three, uh, of the day. Wow. Yeah. I just did a uh, I did a lecture in uh, Ohio University and I, and Tim Marshall I heard I were on Facebook after this event and Tim Marshall was saying that this was one of the most incredible things he'd ever seen so you know it's special if Tim Marshall says something like that yeah right, I and would right say. underneath right underneath that some guy wrote this was the first time I ever went storm chasing <laughs> <laughs> they're all like that yeah right for those of you who don't know the the May twenty fourth 2016 dodge city cyclic supercell was dropping photogenic high based well-lit tornadoes one after another two and three on the ground over you know not killing anybody uh, on a good road network so it was something i have waited for and dreamed of my whole life and so i yeah i can die happy
Yeah. So Hank, Hank, I always love to ask this question on the show because I think it gives pretty good insight about their background. Um, but I think you're, you know, one of the more have have more of a diverse background than most of the people on here. What got you interested in weather and music and you know, how did that kind of all come about? And, you know, did you grow up and want to be a songwriter? Did you want to grow up being a weatherman or was it kind of both? Man, it was both. It wasn't, it was, I was a photographer and I always documented everything. You know, there's, there's a, there's a turtle. Let's document it. There's mm -hmm. a frog. Let's document it. And lightning was the elusive thing that you couldn't get, you know, and, and I got, I remember getting some, uh, a long negative strike one time I actually got it didn't have the branches and I was like oh, I got a picture of lightning on 110 film you know grainy and uh and it wasn't until I was about uh maybe I was really heavily inspired by Warren Fadley you guys remember Warren Fadley a little bit I don't think so he was, he was one of the first uh maybe the second generation storm chasers that kind of was really good at marketing himself and so he was he had a book on the weather channel he had a uh, you'd see him talking about but his photography uh, was beautiful you've probably seen a lot of his stuff out of arizona is where he's based out of and the lightning so i went after lightning and uh and uh started documenting lightning and uh and eventually once you kind of get good at that you go on to what tornadoes mm. i've read i've read hank that you like to chase alone i yeah. guess what why why is that and, and what challenges have you come across maybe because of that is that a george like thurgood song I chase alone. No, it's gonna be our song. <laughs> Maybe because do you like to sing in the car and? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, that's. I think it's all of the above. Uh, you know, I might not be a, a friendly guy to travel with. You know, if you're slowing me down, I mean, you guys can imagine. Okay, if you if you bring somebody with you and the sirens are going off and they're shopping, they can't decide what candy bar they want. <laughs> You know, do you say, what do you say? Do you go, excuse me? Or do you bark? You, you say, know? hurry your ass up. Right. And then they, then they pout the rest of the trip. And I'm just like, screw this. <laughs> but, but you got to run into issues though, with challenges of having to navigate and drive and have a lookout of the radar and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And then when you get to a location, and getting all your equipment out and get, what i mean have you had issues with that in the past um yeah i think so um i've been doing this a long time and uh so i probably started really 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 slow and gradually kind of honed in my uh, uh whatever you call it my routine routine thank you and um so i've really i have a very simple system um i don't have a computer to the right i have a a pad or a, and a, a tablet whatever they're called and an iphone here and they're right there and so i glance i tell myself glance don't stare that's when you can get in trouble as you start looking <laughs> at mm -hmm. that for rotation that isn't there and 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 so and then i have everything is set to where i don't have to take my eyes off the road at all i can grab a camera over here i can put it on my tripod here i can play with all this while keeping my eyes on the road as much as possible of course i do turn away i'll tell you guys one story um uh i used to brag about i remember margaret thatcher said sleeping is for wimps in one of her documentaries or movies and i was like yeah sleeping's for wimps and i used to think i was tough because i could go these long stretches without without uh sleep you know doing coffee and sunflower seeds by the way yeah. an excellent way to keep yourself awake 
And, uh, and one day I was driving and I had a friend in the, in the co-pilot with me and I just picked up a map and just started reading it at the wheel. And so I, you know, so yeah, if you, you can wow. stay awake, but your brain will do. And so that was a big wake up call for me to, you know, that to take a break, try to live, to fight another day. If we can stay alive, you know, to do this for decades, you know, I think over the, I tell myself then, you know, we'll get more footage if we can stay alive. So I try that's to a, remind myself that. that. That's a cruise control as far as just set it and forget it. And <laughs> well, I hear they have these cars that drive themselves. Oh, that would be so cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? Do they have tornado sensors though to, to you know, not drive into the middle of a tornado? That like, well, You that... can disable them, I hear. You have oh, okay. to get lift under the hood and disable okay. them. <laughs> With the yeah. scissors. Yeah, I, that <laughs> would be good. Do you the ever... blue wire, not the green wire. Oh, jeez. <laughs> do you ever tell people like where you're going to be just for safety purposes? I mean, I'm checking in maybe with the wife or a friend or somebody. No, I never know where I'm going to be. That's in fact, that's one of the things If people I would advise people on storm chasing is don't commit to a spot until it's time to commit. You know, people say I'm going to be in Kansas city on three day three. It's like, how do you know? You know, I mean, you go there and then, you know, you know, and what happens is if you commit to an area early, you become con, you know, you start looking for confirmation bias to, so leave it open until it's time. So I never know where I'm going. Although I think if, if, if I was your wife, I'd probably have a GPS locator on your phone that I could track. So you I know, know where you are. Not, not for anything bad, just so I know you're safe. No, I, there's a thing called Friend Finder. You guys familiar with Friend Finder? Yeah. Maybe that's what so I'm, I'm thinking it's of. Like a dog yeah, tracker. Yeah. For find my friends. Find my friends. Yeah, I yeah. can pop up anytime and I can find out where Craig is. And but a lot of people aren't cool with that. They don't mm -hmm. want you to know where they are all the time, especially girlfriends. Right, <laughs> yeah, but, right, yeah. Like, oh, that sounds. Well, you can turn it on and off. So when you're chasing, oh, turn it on. Like well, girlfriends, you don't forget to turn. It I don't on. mind. I don't mind. But yeah. So. Yeah. So, so equipment wise, then Hank, what what do you what do you use? What do you have I, in your vehicle when you're out chasing? I try to go bare bones. Remember when uh, uh, Wi-Fi was starting to catch on, and suddenly you've got access to all this mesoscale analysis. I mean, just boom, boom. You don't have to stop at libraries anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm you know, you can find out what the helicity is, and you can find out you know all this, all this. And I caught myself. This was in 2007 when I was able. My equipment finally caught up. Other guys were probably doing this more. I caught myself staring at a computer more than looking at the sky, and and so uh, and was choosing what the computer told me to do when clearly that was the storm. But that's not in a more you know uh, tornado efficient environment, but it's a bigger storm and uh, I would go with what the computer said to do. And so finally I put it into that. Uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate of use your eyes, you know, for those of us that have chased before, you know, Wi-Fi. you know, you would just drive out into a slight risk area and just stare at the sky. Hopefully it was a clear day. <laughs> you see that, you know, the towers go up and then you go to the mesocycle and that's how we got our tornadoes back, back then. And, uh, so uh, I have very minimal, I'm making this a long question. I have very minimal stuff. I've got a tablet, a phone with two different screens on, um, a weather radio that I bought 15 years ago. Uh, and then uh, that's it, cameras. You, you use a weather radio. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, what kind of information are you getting off of that? He'll tell you cell speeds, so you don't have to calculate them. That's the one good thing he's for, because obviously you get your warnings. But he'll say, it's moving this fast, and, you, okay, it's moving northwest at this 
he'll he'll just one more voice talking to you. So Hank, that that's a pretty that's a pretty good segue into my next question. So where did you get this weather knowledge? Was it just you know you just going out and looking at storms and kind of getting a feel for them, and then you know going up and looking it up, or, or where did it come from? It started it started with surfing. When I was eighteen, I moved out to Los Angeles to be a rock star, but uh -huh. I ended up delivering pizza instead. And, and <laughs> was a good pizza. Was a good pizza. Oh, it was it was no, it was terrible. To this day, <laughs> I can't eat. I was a pizza delivery boy at Pizza Hut, and to this day, I can't eat Pizza Hut. I, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. Our next sponsor. <laughs> I know. Gone. <laughs> nope. right, right. So, uh, so, but I can do Papa John's. Oh wait, can we? Uh, he's kind of a, a jerk. Uh, <laughs> Got to censor that one out. Right, 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 right. Okay, censor that out. I didn't say anything. But uh, anyway, so surfing. Then I moved back to uh, Houston um, after failing at being a rock star out there, and uh, and uh, fell in love with surfing. And then I found out you can surf in Houston if you watch the weather. So you get winds coming out of the southeast and the Gulf at 20 knots for a couple days and you've got this really choppy uh wind swell happening and then right when a cold front comes through or any kind of front you get these clean waves in texas for this short window of about three hours and so i'm always was watching that and then i was fortunate enough i was a photographer at cbs and i was fortunate enough to work with dr neil frank and two other meteorologists mario gomez and david paul and uh, at, when you're a photographer at CBS, you don't do anything. You just sit around all day. And uh, I would just pull on their shirts and ask them questions. And to this day, the, the, you know, they cut my teeth. The, the basics that they taught me, I still use the same things they, they taught me, you know, 25 years ago. And then, you know, you, you go to stormtrack.org and you pick up, you know, different things along the way. And, and then, of course, the college textbooks are great. Yeah, which you can read while you're driving. I hear. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, now you have the audio book. Yeah, get that. I was just thinking, get an audio book and listen I to wish, it. Oh, I wish. I wish they had weather I wish textbooks. They did too. On, oh my gosh, that would be so great. Although you can't see all the pictures and the diagrams and the skew tees and all that right. craziness. Yeah, Hank, I, th I think you hit on a really good point. I think, um, especially, I don't want to get too much into this, but especially kids in schools, there needs to be much more of kind of what you do, getting out in the field and getting some right. field experience. Because really, book knowledge is only so much you can do. You have to True. develop kind of that instinct, not only for storm chasing, for forecasting. I mean, so much of it is instinct sometimes, you know, because yeah. the models are all over the place. So, you know, I think that what you've have done is you've done it the right way. Um, so it's, you know, it's really, it's really awesome. So how, how much of that Hank are you using on your target day? Like to pick out your target? What, what, uh, what information are you using? Um, I'll use the Mesos, you know, anything, any, I'm going to, I probably in one day I'll use the NAM. Most, most of the days I'll start off with the wrap and, and I don't even know if that's what everybody's doing. I've just been doing that so long. I'll start off with the wrap and I'll do a meso analysis and then I'll do the her on top of that. I'll draw little circles of, of the her throughout the day. And uh, one of the things that I do, I don't know if everybody does this, but I print out little maps and draw it out. And it's like it's like remembering something. Like if you're trying to remember song lyrics, if you write it out, you yeah. remember it. So by drawing my isobars and drawing my isotherms, I kind of remember an idea. And that might be something that helps. I don't know. Definitely writing anything out. It's like how I studied. <laughs> Once you write it out, it's much easier to remember. Right. I can remember cheating in college and I would take a pen and I could fit 
all of my chemistry formulas on a pen. <laughs> Sorry that I'm I'm not bragging. Was that like this. your cheat sheet? Yeah, but the, by the time you finished writing them out, you learned yeah, them, and then you didn't you did. need to use it. Hmm. University line one. <laughs> They're following up. They're following up so, on you. So I ended up not cheating. Good. That's good. That's what they heard too. So that's good. <laughs> so all right. So May thirty first, uh, twenty thirteen, El Reno, Oklahoma. Wildest, uh, it's craziest, and, and the widest tornado in history killed eight. Four of them were storm chasers, uh, injured 151. You were there. Fill us in a little bit on, on your day leading up to that and what you saw. Well, I was lucky in that I was there early, so I didn't have a, a commute. Uh, I, even though you know I was there waiting. So when you've got time, as you guys know, you know, if you're not driving, it, it's harder to, to look at all the data. So I was just sitting there looking at the data and I even pulled out my map of El Reno area. And I, I marked all the bridges because, you know, I still use paper maps um, and I like to write on them notes mm -hmm. while I'm chasing. And so I, I highlight all the bridges across the Canadian River, you know, like and so I was just really prepared and I was in the perfect location prior to initiation and you know the storm you know the initial cell mode was northeast and then it was east and you know then it went tornado warned and they were saying it was east southeast but then i'm looking at it going man this thing's coming almost due south you know so i was there well prepared and in the right spot so i didn't get caught in the uh in the mess as, as many other people did that might have been traveling had to punch the core uh, you know, coming from the north and, and to come out of the rain and maybe be a little disoriented. I was in a good spot. Uh, but even when I decided to turn and run, uh, the, the RFD was swinging the, the back end of my tail out. And I was. Oh, really? Doing, oh, yeah, man. In, in a clear, you know, I mean, I was probably, a, I mean, at least a half a mile away from the mesocycle at that point. And still, my, and it was, I was still in, whipping you back and forth. Yeah, I was swinging my back end out from underneath me. And then, then I stopped to help a lady, and, and so that put me behind. I thought something terrible had happened, that she just wanted to, she was just panicking and wanted to know if her family was okay. And so oh. made, a, made a phone call for her, and, and, and so I, I really didn't get great Where, Where'd you come across her? Where'd you see her? Uh, when I was, once I, once the storm dropped, and I got some footage of the first suction vortices, then I bailed and ran south, and then I took a road uh going were you there oh, okay no, took one of the one of the one of the paved roads uh going east and i saw this lady in the road doing this and oh, everybody geez. was just driving around her like get out of the way lady and i thought oh my god what what what's you know what happened to her and you can even tell in the video people go you sound kind of like a jerk and i was a little uh I, I, I was a little disappointed that that she just wanted to use the phone I'm, which is good i'm glad she wasn't hurt but I stopped thinking, oh, my God, something terrible's happened. She goes, I need to use my phone. So I made a call for her. And, so she was stopped. she trying to flag people down? Yeah. yeah she, she was standing in the road. Trying to, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I thought, yeah, something terrible, which something terrible did happen. She was worried about her grandchildren uh, that were possibly in the path of the tornado. So, well, and at this time, I didn't know it was her. that bad. At, at this time, I thought, oh, man, this, you know, it was suction vortices. And I remember going, what am I looking at? Like, okay, just film it. I, at this time, I don't even have any idea of, of what the scale of, of the storm was. Hmm. Wow. 
So what so what have been some of your you've obviously been involved in a lot of other weather projects, Hank, um, uh, film, video, uh, photography. What I guess what have been some of your favorites? Man, I tell you right now I'm working on a couple things that I'm I'm not only working as a is a major overstatement, but basically the guys that are doing some awesome stuff I get to talk to. And one of those is Dr. Lee Orr. I just get to chat with him about his models and his modeling the supercell growing thunderstorms, you know, at 30 kilometer resolution, 20 kilometer resolution. Are you guys familiar with Dr. Lee Orff's work? It, the, the name sounds somewhat familiar, but I don't know. No. Oh, man. Wait till you see his stuff. Go to his YouTube channel after this. Dr. Lee, L-E-I-G-H, last name O-R-F, and watch his simulations of supercells at 20, 20 meter, excuse me, resolution and 30 meter resolution, and it will blow your mind. And so what I'm doing is I'm trying to validate his models by dovetailing my footage with his simulation. Oh, that's cool. Right. So I saw, I saw his supercells and was like, this is beautiful. And I've seen that and I've seen that and I've seen that. And so, so he, he was like, well, show me. And so we're kind of, I'm collaborating with him a little bit by doing that. Will you set it to music that you actually write? Uh, well, that's up to him, but he can write music <laughs> too. So he's a, he's a musician as well. So, but anything that I do, it's, it saves a lot of copyright infringement if you just write the music yourself. Well, let, let's talk music. Here's my first question because I've, I've listened, I've listened to you. love it. But what what do you call your musical style? What do you call that? Because it's it's obviously it's unique. It's a mix. Yeah, 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 it is. It's it's, it's I like uh, old spaghetti westerns. Was a huge influence of mine when I was a kid. Anything with Clint Eastwood in was my favorite. Mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. I've watched them hundreds of times. And then I love surf music. You know, um, uh, old rockabilly Elvis. I love Elvis. So it's a mixture of all that. El- spaghetti western, rockabilly voodoo. Let's call it that. Stray cats, maybe. So, yeah, a little straight. Stray cats are yeah. traditional rockabilly. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of that, and then uh, and then also I love gypsy jazz. If if you guys are familiar with gypsy jazz, was that Cher? Was that Cher? <laughs> Beyonce, actually. Beyonce is well known for her her gypsy jazz. Well, what? So so then tell me, is there any connection? You got music, you got storm chasing. W- w- have you connected those yet? Are there connections that you've well, made weird between thing, those? The weird thing is that they connected because on YouTube, I'm getting views because of my tornadoes, but I'm scoring the tornadoes with my music, which is selling songs that I wrote 20 years ago. So somehow these two crazy things have connected. And that's one of the weird things about social media nowadays. One of my favorite examples is there's a guy who was his passion in life was marbles. And he's got this viral YouTube channel of him doing marble marble races. And it's funny. It's actually <laughs> hilarious. He's so into marbles that you watch it and you're just, you cheer for him. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we've come. Does, does he still have him or has he lost him? No, sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I had, had to. We need the drums. We need the drums, Bill. Do you have a drum? Uh, yeah. Great. We should have all seen that coming and we didn't. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Man, yes, I saw it coming. You've I got a monopoly. You've got a monopoly on the music and and on the uh, <laughs> storm chasing combination there. That's yeah, good. Yeah. 
money money making venture. So let we'll we'll do this. We'll keep rolling. First off, Hank, how can listeners find you and follow you? And and also where where can they find your music? I think before we're done, we're gonna have you uh jump on your guitar. But but for right now, where can people find you and your music? First off, I don't like people following me. That's why I don't have a car with a bunch <laughs> of animals. Stuff on it. I don't want you to follow me, right? Anyway. That's why that's why I drive the most boring, unmarked car in the world. I don't want people to follow me. <laughs> no. All right, so can, so how Pecos, can they find your Pecos, music then? Something. Just just Google Pecos Hank. Yeah, Google Pecos <laughs> Hank. There's, a, there's PecosHank.com. There's the Pecos Hank YouTube channel, and, uh, and, and you should be able to take it from there. Yeah. I, was, I was actually afraid for a moment. I'm like, is he really serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to find my friend, so he's not, he's, he's you know. He's, yeah, really. He's a... All right. Uh... Well, hey, it's time for lightning round. This is our oh, game cool. show of brilliant questions for our guest. We always invite everybody to play along if you're listening. Uh, but here's what we're going to do tonight. Tonight, we're going we're gonna to do our own little, uh, we've done this before, rendition of Family Feud. <laughs> And so, uh, but here's what we're gonna do. So we gotta fill Hank a little bit on how we do this. I've so seen Hank, the show. Well, you've seen the show, but here's how we're gonna do this. You are one family, so you are your own family, and then you're competing against the freaks, right? So they're another family. So, so what I'm gonna do? Uh, we've got our top ten answers on the board, and I'm gonna have uh, you give an answer. I'm gonna have the freaks pick an answer, and whoever's got the highest answer has the option of taking taking the whole thing and trying to guess them all before three strikes, or they can pass pass it if they want to pass it. Uh, and then the other team has to guess them all before three strikes. Otherwise, the other individual just has to guess one of the remaining answers on the board, right? You know, he, he does play alone. I'm just saying. That's true. <laughs> this, this, this might not, uh, might well, not be an issue. I so here's what we're going to do. But I'm just going to nod. Okay, so here, here's what it is. So it's Family Feud. And the top 10 answers are on the board. This is the Rolling Stone Reader's Poll of the top 10 best Elvis songs. So you said you are a fan of Elvis. Um, we're going to see how you guys play along with the Rolling Stone readers. So I'm going to do this first. I'm going to have you, Hank, uh, go ahead and, and pick one that you think is in the top 10 best Elvis songs. We'll see where it, where it, where it lies. I'm going to throw out Suspicious Minds, baby. <laughs> and that Ooh. is number one. That is number oh. one. Well... Wow. So very good. All right. Um, so freaks, you're not going to get any better than that. So nope. Hank, yeah. it's just it's going to go to you. You can either take the whole thing and try and I'm run take with the it. Whole thing, That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So uh, you got nine more on the board. All right. Let's do Love Me Tender. Let's do Heartbreak Hotel. Whoa. whoa hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, you, what was it? Love Me Tender. That was number six. Number let's six. Do Heartbreak Hotel. Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. That's number seven on the board. And my least favorite Elvis song, In the Ghetto. In the Ghetto? I hope it's not on there. Number three. That is number wow. three. Why don't you I like know. that song? That's not I bad. I don't like that song. Viva Las Vegas. That's a good one. But <laughs> is that... Okay, go ahead. Is that one of your answers? Yeah. All right. Do we have Viva Las Vegas? <laughs> no, we do not. Strike number one. Uh, okay, so you have, uh, you have on the board, you still have number two, four, five... Eight, nine, and ten. It's now or never. It's now That's or never. All. That is not on the board. I okay. Okay. Um, oh, you got two strikes. Uh, uh, don't be cruel. Don't be cruel. That's a ding. Is that on the board? 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, we got a chance. Oh, wow. wow. All right, blue, so blue Christmas. Don't don't give them any. Like don't high. give them any. So so we're going over to the freaks. Freaks, you All just right. have to guess one. You've got number two, uh, four, five, okay. eight, nine, and ten on the board. I got one. Uh, Tina thinks she's love me ten. Well, think... talk it over. You guys want to talk yeah, it over? Yeah, when you got, oh, can we talk it over? Yes, yeah, yeah, talk it over. How about Jailhouse Rock? Love me. Dude. I actually think that's a good one. Uh, uh, love is me that tender. Elvis though? Are we sure that's Elvis? Yes, yeah, that's Elvis. Rock is yeah Elvis. don't listen to Brady. Love All right, tender. is that your answer? What do you think, Maz? I think Love Me Tender because the girls are the, oh, probably the ones who are ranking it. Love Me Tender was out. He already got that. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, see, what's a good one? In the ghetto, Love Me Tender and Heartbreak Hotel were already on there. All right, go for it, Dina. Go ahead. Yeah. Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock. Is it on the board? It is. That is number four. So great! So that's awesome! So, uh, so the freaks, you, you got it! You got you. you wow! Hang. That was the only one lucky. I knew that he. How that game fair? Say. I mean, we used to get all of them. We just have to get one. That doesn't seem. I know. Hey, he that's got... how Family Feud. That's how it works. All right. So let, I'll I'll fill you in on what the other ones are. Uh, number Hell two. Dog. Hell dog. Oh. Sing it! Wait, sing it. It's not. That one is. That one's not. That was either. good Here we go. though. So, number two, if I can dream. What? If I can dream. Okay. You want know one, Hank? No, I don't know. Uh, number five. But I can't help falling in love with you. All right, number eight, an American trilogy, which is which is a classic. That's a, that's kind of a classic, Elvis. I don't know that it was a big hit, but it was alive. He did that live quite a bit. All right, number nine, you meteorologist for crying out loud. Kentucky Rain. Oh, uh, yes. And then number 10 on Rolling Stone Reader's poll for the top 10 best Elvis songs. It is Mystery Train. Uh, Mystery wow. Train. Well, yeah. so, again. Right. So that, that was it. Um, well, we always hand out pride, but I, I don't know. We, we left he, on he won. He got most of them. Yeah, he did. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break. Stay right here. Let's uh, let's see how well you're going to do with our new Mythbusters segment that we have coming up next. Do you have a product or service that needs to get in front of thousands of weather fans? If so, you can partner with Stormfront Freaks podcast and be heard and seen over multiple platforms. To get more information, go to stormfrontfreaks.com and click on Our Partners or send an email to phil at stormfrontfreaks.com. All right, welcome back. It's, it's time for our version of the popular Discovery Channel show Mythbusters. We, we haven't done this before. This is kind of a new segment we're starting tonight. And, of course, our myths and our urban legends, they're going to be more focused on storms and weather. And so we'll kind of see if you think that these myths are busted, plausible, or if they're confirmed and might be true. Okay, and that's kind of the goal. And as a listener, you can kind of decide if, if you've heard them before and if you believe in them or don't believe in them. Uh, and we'll try and uh, correct them. This is really, I should tell, I should call this our Weather Nation Mythbusters segment because this will kind of help educate a little bit as well. So I'm going to start things off with the first myth, and, and that is the, the low pressure that a tornado causes and, and creates 
it can cause buildings and homes to explode. So by opening the windows of your home, that's going to equalize the pressure in your home uh, to hopefully prevent maybe saving your building a little bit if it's near the tornado or prevent the roof from popping off if the pressure gets too low. Uh, if you've heard of that myth, I heard that myth growing up, you know, that, that hey, maybe try and open the windows uh, when, when there was uh, potential bad weather. What do, Have you guys heard that one before? Of course, oh, yeah. yeah. Every, everybody, now did you, any of you follow that when you were kids or younger? Did, were your families doing that? Yeah. I didn't get the opportunity to follow it. Why is that? Because my house never got hit by a tornado. Oh, you were not. Uh, where were you? Where'd you grow up? Uh, Dallas and Houston. And really? Really? Oh, and you were never in a situation. Wow. Okay. Moved to Oklahoma City, man. I know. That's why I tell everybody. <laughs> All right, so you're saying you guys you guys are familiar with that number one, and some of you have dealt with that growing up, yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yep. Okay. Where parents are like, oh, bad weather coming. Let's open the windows uh, before hitting the basement. Well, uh, you probably most of you all know that that myth is busted. Uh, opening the windows in an attempt to equalize the pressure it really has no effect. That's not going to prevent your house from blowing up. Uh, it certainly is not going to prevent your roof from from. Uh, coming off the structure uh, it's the violent winds of course the debris that causes most of that structural damage so it's really more important to stay the heck away from the windows than it is to worry about taking the time to try and go around your home and actually open the windows so that that's my my myth to, to add and uh let's do this dina let's go to you what's your myth okay rubber tires on your car protect you from lightning by insulating you from the ground I've heard that before. Have you heard that one? I have heard that too. I mean, I've heard it. Yeah. Do, doesn't everybody know that? Like, if, oh, if yeah. it's lightning out to go inside your car, get out of the, get out and get in your car because you got rubber on your tires, right? Yeah, you know? we've all heard that. But uh, that is not true. So you're saying that's busted? Really? Okay. That's busted. Okay. So what? What's the truth? Mainly, it's the frame around the car, the the metal around the car. It kind of acts like what we call a Faraday cage. It just uh, brings all the current around you and doesn't touch you. So, what's a fair? What's a Faraday cage? It's kind of like um, it's from. It's kind of like um, when it's something with conduction and electricity, where you could be inside of it and all the electricity and the current goes around you, and um, it's all the metal, but you're inside safe. Google Tesla. Sense? Yeah, it's very cool on YouTube. Very <laughs> so, cool. so you're still saying being in the car though can protect you from lightning. It can, but it's not, not the tires. It's just not the tires. So, right. So it's the. So I, I, I might throw this out there. I might throw out that maybe that was a plausible myth, uh, because there is protection in the t in the car. It's just not from the tires. Right. It's not from the tires. Everybody well, says that. I've heard that for a long time. Like, and I'll, I'll share this because this was actually, Dina, this was one of my, uh, one of the ones I was going to add too. There was, uh, as a matter of fact, in 2014, there was a man that was struck and killed while riding a motorcycle by lightning, uh, which kind of debunks the whole rubber tires. Mm -hmm. uh, and another was closing their car windows and was fatally struck by lightning. <laughs> so that Faraday uh, effect didn't... Uh, well, I mean, I'm doesn't sure it work if water. you're driving. Yeah, if you're yeah. driving a if it's top down. In, well, you can't touch it, metal either. If you're, right, you can't touch the metal, but if water's coming in, that's going to conduct electricity. But the frame's going to kind of um, what do you? What's the word I'm looking for? Just insulate. It, almost. Yeah, in, well, flow around you. Right. 
Shield. Yeah, shield you. Yes. Probably not. All right. Well, that was a good one. All right, Brady, what do you got? So my myth uh, is that water spouts and tornadoes are two different things. Water spouts and tornadoes are two different things. Kind of like land spouts and tornadoes are, or or more like dust devils and tornadoes are two different things. This could get kind of technical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's it's not going to get very technical. Because they 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 pretty much are the same kind of phenomenon. Maybe it's just isn't it maybe where they're what originates how they're originated. Uh, no. Where they're located. So- so the only difference between water spouts and tornadoes that is that myth has been debunked is that one is over water and one is over land. So people, you know, often will see a water spout and think, oh, there's no way that's, you know, if it comes on the land, it's going to dissipate or weaken. No, a water spout is just a tornado over water. So if you see one, take it seriously. For the love of God, don't drive your boat through it. <laughs> well, so what about a what about a dust devil then? Is dust devil and tornado? same thing yeah because you know dust devil so i guess the difference between a dust devil and and a tornado is that a tornado is is you know inherited from a thunderstorm whereas a dust devil is just caused by um so you know thermal currents exactly rising up so good job brady all right so busted busted no difference no difference all right maz what what do you got for a myth Okay, so you're driving down the interstate, and up ahead you see a tornado, and you're like, man, i got to hurry up and get to that interstate overpass because I know that is a safe shelter from a tornado. I've seen a video where I've it is. I've seen video, yes. Yeah. yeah. I had have that one, too. The Kansas yeah. one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, well, that's where it originated. You know what needs to happen is there needs to be a video where someone is visually seen getting sucked out of that thing yeah. <laughs> to their death for people to realize – yeah, we've got them. I think you just really? gave the answer away. Not yeah. visually stucked out, but saw what happened to the car that was underneath. It was actually May twenty fourth, two thousand eleven. The uh, the tornado that was heading into Oklahoma City. Uh, what's Man. the town to the uh, southwest? New New. Um, anyway, there's an overpass there, and yeah. Somebody sought to shelter. You're like a weather librarian, man. <laughs> Consult the card well, catalog. I drove over that bridge, so yeah. Oh, okay. But isn't that crazy? Like, you know, your first instinct is to take shelter, but that's the worst place you can be. Right. Because yeah, the winds right. go faster because they're right. compressed, just like a small river, like a river gets compressed at one point, goes faster. I've read articles where children were sucked out of their parents arms which is that that's insane isn't it yeah but you know what's interesting is everybody tries to get on it because they're thinking hail and that's going to protect you from the hail and of course if you're near hail (laughs) you're probably Mm -hmm. near the most dangerous part of the storm anyway that's that's one of my favorite weather fools is all the cars that are oh yeah (laughs) on the interstate under the bridge preventing any other car from getting anywhere else because they've stopped the flow of traffic yeah right yeah. morons yeah. yeah all right so brady so that that's uh we've busted that one huh that was mass and dina and Matt, yeah. that was yours sorry you can yeah. call me all of those people <laughs> that's all right so all right so that we, we'll call that one busted um let's go and uh, mj what do you got uh, i think i'm going to use this one i got a couple but um since we're talking about safety and we've had lightning in the car um how about the myth that you're 100 safe from lightning in your home I had that one too as a backup. Uh, a rubber yeah. basement. 
Because your basement's made out of rubber, is that why? (laughs) But think about this, the key word, the key words, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 here's a good question. Yeah, is there there issues with, uh, I've, you know, I remember growing up, right? Uh, Don't be on the phone. This is is, with the the wired phones. Correct. Uh, Don't be showering. (laughs) Don't be taking a bath. Okay. What what other what so those are all correct. Anything what else? that conducts anything electricity. that conducts electricity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we'd get calls. Is it okay to be on my cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You get calls in the station? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That was brutal. Really? Yeah, but I mean what people don't know too is I mean, even if you're in your garage with your garage door open or you're in an you know oh, yeah. in yeah. an outdoor yeah. space or like a um almost like a picnic area with the roof over your head and it's open. Yep. Don't By the way, somebody's listening, so I have to answer that. It's okay to be on your cell phone. It's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know someone's going, well, is it or isn't it? We yeah. just laughed. Yeah, we didn't give an answer. <laughs> Sorry. So that, all right. So, <laughs> so busted? Busted. You are not 100% safe. Not 100% safe. You have to take a few sensible precautions. I always worry about that when I'm getting up and getting ready for work. Because all of a sudden, if you start hearing thunder and you're trying to take a shower, I don't want to be that meteorologist <laughs> that gets zapped in my shower because oh. I'm just too stupid to get out of it. Oh, at, at Dina's, fool, uh, at Dina's uh. funeral, we'll all have uh, bring a weather fool to the table. <laughs> yes. That's right. Dina was showering. Yeah, it's very sad. Oh, well. Very, very sad. All right, so Hank, Hank, you got a weather a weather myth? Uh, I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna need your help with this one, uh, either debunking it or helping prove it. And I'll just come out and say, ball lightning. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Anybody want to jump in on that one? I sure. say it's yeah. true. It's true. You true. gotcha. Yeah, self-contained so, lightning. Is it uh, a so it's not an artifact from a CG? It's not a piece of silicone that's been blown in the air. I talked to the Martians the other day, and they said it's false. <laughs> when they picked up Brady, that's yeah. shocking. Although I've never seen it, I do believe it. Yep. Yep. Kind of like Saint Elmo's fire, right? And the 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 cows that have the arcing that would take place. Has there been a the has there been a stuff? study? Has there been a study about that or has there been, you know, it's any visual so rare. documentation or anything? Cuz that's what I'm curious about. About saying it almost fire or ball lightning. <laughs> ball lightning. Ball lightning. Not what I'm saying. Well, I, I mentioned ball lightning on one of my videos and everybody commented they've seen it. Really? Huh. I mean just boom, I saw it one time, I saw it one time, I saw it one time, I huh. saw it one time. Wow. It just goes down and on and on and on and on. Huh. So it's it's kinda like UFOs, everybody's huh. seen one. I've not seen it's it. Big fun. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I, I feel like that I, I feel like Yeah, I don't know. Hank, have you seen it? No. You have but not. But there is one video that popped up that is plausible but that's just it is it just an artifact of a cg like a a bead or something that broke off or is it a self-contained thing but it it's you know i was i made a, another uh statement one time that whenever there's a tornado you you know like if you see a supercell on radar you go to twitter to see if there's a tornado and boom there's the tornado it's anytime a tornado touches ground there it is on twitter boom but nobody can get mm. a clear photo or video of all lightning yet so i want to believe it exists and i want to find <laughs> it but no nobody with all of the cameras and all of the nobody can get 
all light. Well, think <laughs> think how long it used to take to get sprites. Yeah. On camera, so. But sprites happen in an environment where we don't are not participating in all the time. Ball lightning is happening here in front of us with all the security cameras, mm -hmm. with all the cell phones. You know, sprites are happening fifty miles, you know, into the, mm -hmm. the thermosphere. You know, so uh, Brady's got know, Martian friends. You know, and, <laughs> and, it, yeah. I'll text him real and, quick. Yeah, I saw some of my first sprites this year, and the reason why we're not seeing sprites is because they're, you know, they have a parent positive CG flash, which is much brighter. So the positive CG lightning goes, hey, look over here, and then the, the sprite goes like that. So if you're looking for sprites, I mean, they're beautiful. They just, you know, shoot up, but usually you get distracted. Hey, speaking of shooting up, are we do, are we going to talk about the whole thing? No, okay, that came out wrong. That's not yeah, what I meant. Did. I <laughs> sure did. No, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Speaking of lightning shooting up from the ground, are we going to talk about that at all? Yeah, we got to talk about that. That next. is the coolest thing in the world. I'm yeah, telling you, man. That well, is let, let's cut. Well, let's let's just quick cover that. So, ball first, ball lightning, Hank. Are we saying that's plausible? Are we confirming that it exists? What What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm kind of arguing that we might be wanting it to exist more than it does. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I think no for ratings, for ratings sake, Phil, we should confirm it and audience. I wanted I to go say, back to school for it, but then you got to take so much electrical engineering and math. I'm like, yeah. forget it. Forget it. All that All right. electrical. No. Let's, so, so let's do this. So we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come out and say it's plausible. Plausible. It's, I it's think that's plausible. plausible. Could, okay. could we, we don't, we don't have enough data yet on that. <laughs> At least we don't, <laughs> we don't have a lot of data, so it doesn't matter. So let's finish with this last myth. Uh, as we're talking about it, uh, lightning is cloud to cloud or cloud to ground. And, the, and lightning basically always starts uh, in the atmosphere. Is is right? Is that what we're saying? Is is that a myth? Is false. that false or that's, true? That's false. All right, so Hank, you, yeah. you were pretty strong on that. Why would you say that? Well, we have we have well documented ground to cloud lightning that usually no way. Yes, that strikes from tall objects, mountain tops, radio towers, and skyscrapers. Can can that's hey? Cool, though. Can it start from the ground? Can it just go plain ground if to it's cloud? On a mountain on a okay. mountain. Okay. Yeah. But think about it. It's just different charges from the ground to the, the cloud. So what about what? Wasn't there video from the um, um, um what do you call those? The wind turbine propellers. Yeah. yeah, out in the plains where it actually and starts Hank, from gotten, the. You've gotten some, correct? You've seen that, or <laughs> yeah. you've videotaped Four, yeah. fourteen of them at one time striking up. It's from but That's what about the, the step leader? Like, a, you know how you see it and it goes from the ground up? Well, Is that what you mean? Or? Yeah, they're yeah. leaders. You, you know, for the general public, you could say they would probably understand discharges better. But mm -hmm. a lot of them are, there's, they, we have two types, I think. We're calling them self-initiated upward leaders or, or uh, initiated upward leaders. And so all of the upward lightning that I've documented, and I think the majority of it, is follows an initiation like there'll be a, a, a really powerful positive cg strike and so the the electric field changes erratically and then that's what spawns these upward leaders pecos have you received yeah. any kind of an award yet for that <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding that I got is a, the I got, oh, the, oh the video the, uh, the video the, well i'm working with the the guys who are on it is tom warner 
uh, scientist Tom Warner and then at University of Arizona, Ken Cummins, and I'm trying to give them all the my information that I can about where I was, and I've triangulated all of my locations of where I was so that they can look at the national, the NLDN, the National Lightning Detection Network, and uh, try to really go to town on what's happening on this, and I'm hoping to, you know, they're going to post the results too, and I'm hopefully we can do some kind of collaboration where I can interview them for the Pecos Saint channel as well. You you need like a weather Olympic gold medal for them, mm -hmm. or at least the at least yeah. the silver. Mm -hmm. yeah. silver. You know, having having the the video is enough. I mean, I mean, this year was so lackluster for tornadoes, and mm -hmm. and that one second just made my whole year of, of fourteen wow. of them. You know, uh, I, and I, I'd be honest with you guys, I was so excited. I couldn't sleep for like two days after I saw that. <laughs> wow. It's, wow. It's, it's like the ball lightning. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of, never, yeah, I didn't even, yeah. That's your next goal. Yeah. So, yeah, I want some, I want to see if we can get some ball lightning. We got to have right. ball lightning. I, I'm all very, right, so very, we, very skeptical. All right. Well, hey, we're we're uh, we're always interested in what you guys think. So uh, let us let us know via email. You can always send us uh, an email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Or if there's a popular myth that uh, you knew growing up, uh, growing up as a child that uh, you want us to cover on the next show. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and tag us your thoughts, and uh, like I said, we'll share that on our next show. So we're going to take our final break. You can refill your drink. Um, yes, Dina, your mic does work. And when we come back, it's time to share our WX resources, and we'll bring some more weather fools to your attention. Well, since my baby left me, found a new place to dwell. It's down at the end of Lonely Street, down on Calm down, calm down out there. Hey, time now for WX Resources. That's the place you can find oh, weather tools or maybe uh, just significant video. Some place that's very cool for new weather tech or along those lines. So to kick us off, Dina, we're going to let you go first. Ladies first tonight. All right. So mine is going to be part of the Weather Underground. Um, they are a website and an app. And... This is a little different because remember when we got the Accurite Weather Station? You guys, I got that. So I liked it for, I've had it for a year and put it in my backyard, did all the, um, you know, I have it up to the official height and the right place and everything, but I couldn't share the data. Well, recently I just bought one of those like hubs that shares your data. And you, if you buy those, you can actually upload your weather information to the Weather Underground site and share it with the entire world and it is the coolest thing i have been playing with this thing all week and you can do it right on your phone uh you could save certain weather stations so if you're looking around maybe look through your neighborhood because if you look on a map 
there's, I think, over 250,000 around the world. And a lot of these have webcams. Now, I didn't put a webcam on it, on mine, but there's cool because you can go in other countries. And even my kids and I got on it and we're like, hey, let's go over to uh, Belgium and let's look at something in Belgium. And you could look at the weather, you could look at the forecast. And it's kind of neat because I even saved mine. I have like you, you sign up, they give you a weather station ID and a password, and then you're uploaded. Now you can share your data. So I share it with my neighborhood. Thanks, Dina. That's yeah. great. I love that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's with me. All right, Phil, better save us on this. All right. One. Now I'm going to be quick then here because uh, we've written a novel already tonight. So uh, my, my WX resource is uh, I just went, uh, I actually just went storm chasing last uh, weekend in northern Kentucky, which is one of the worst places geographically probably to chase because of all the hills no. and trees and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, just one of the tools that I've talked about, some of the just small little things I use. I'm not a big photographer because I can do so much now with my iPhone and a little GoPro, but um, what's kind of nice is I had a little tripod for my. Uh, iPhone, which is nice for especially doing any time-lapse videos and things of that nature. And I've never really talked about it, and I've used it quite a bit. It's a nice resource. You go on Amazon and just look up iPhone uh, tripod or look up your Android tripod. The only challenge with mine was uh, it has very small tripod legs. And so when the gust front comes in, uh, that sucker blows over all the time uh, because that iPhone acts as a nice sail. So they now have on, and they probably had these before, I just never realized it, but they have on, you can go to Amazon anywhere else and look up iPhone tripod, but you can get one with extended legs just like you would a, a camera tripod. So you can get a little bit stronger base uh, for when the wind and the gust front and everything else comes through. Hopefully your iPhone can stay stationary for that purpose. And they're really inexpensive. You can find them for 12 bucks. Oh, that's on, it on Amazon. Oh, yeah, cool. and I'll I'll put a link on uh, on our show notes for that. Amazon has everything. Yeah, Phil, I'll, I'll endorse that. I use that whenever I go out and look at lightning. I mean, it's almost a must if you're going to do any kind of time lapse, any kind of mm-hmm. photography. You need a tripod. Okay. All right. Good. So we all have links, which we may not remember. So you can find them by going to stormfrontfreaks.com episode 58 show notes and you can find all the links other pieces of information whatever you'd like to find it's there all right that's it brady time for your segment it is you know it is time for my segment and and let's continue writing this novel i know phil you love that uh so there's no there's no applause for this round i don't know why because i've received several emails from everyone (laughs) just telling me that this is their favorite part of the show grandma loves it this is pg rated (laughs) bring your kids around because this is the weather fools or us as freaks we're going out looking on the internet looking on twitter even looking in our real life you know i'm constantly searching for the weather fool at work um, and it's we're looking at stupid things that someone does related to the weather. So that's simple enough. Uh, Phil, yes, I, I know you have two. I I do have two. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with my first one, which is real simple. Uh, it it was a tweet that I saw. I think this might have been a week ago or so, but uh, it was a tweet from a meteorologist, uh, Christine Rapp. Uh, she is a meteorologist at Fox 31 in Denver. And her tweet was, oh, just doing exactly what I told everyone not to do today. So she ran three miles in the afternoon in 90-degree heat. 
Oh, please. She's got good makeup. Shut up. She did a hashtag contradicting meteorologist. (laughs) She looks uh, way too good to have run three miles in 90 degree heat. She's she's my weather fool for (laughs) doing what she tells all of her people not to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Now, Phil, do you have a second one? No, okay, so I do have a second one. You know, go ahead. I'm going to share this. Now, this is a video. And I will, first off, I saw this video and I thought fools right away. And I thought, well, okay, how is this a a weather fool? Um, So I'm kind of stretching it a little bit. But, hey, we have nice weather. Would you guys agree we have nice weather, sunny weather? And what do you do when it's nice out? Well, you go outside. You might go boating, uh, do something in that nature. So the weather fool I'm going to share with you, I saw on, on YouTube. And it was uh, someone getting ready to uh, go on a boating ride. Uh, so they're setting up their GoPro camera or whatever it is on the front of their boat. And this thing was like a speedboat. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, there's He's some just drinking trying to get the, the girls in the bikinis. Yep. And uh, so they get going in the speedboat. And they're moving pretty good. No one's sitting down. There's really not seats because it's a speedboat. And they're moving really fast. Everyone's kind of standing up. I'm going to fast forward a little bit further. And they're really moving. They're bouncing and bumping uh, in this boat. They're hitting some waves. I don't think it's really wavy, but I just think they're going so fast that I think eventually these guys catch some air. And I'm going to fast forward to that scene where uh, they're driving around. Oh, they caught, caught, caught a little bit of bumps there. And wham. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 Overboard. And uh, that nice day. Where'd the driver go? He's gone. That nice, day go? Turned, that nice day turned into not so nice of a day. So I, there was recommendations in the um, replies that you have to watch it at quarter speed because <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> but some of the comments were the driver had douchebag written all over his face. <laughs> he was trying to impress those. They were a little distracted. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, someone said uh, bald guy flew like a toy. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to play it at quarter speed okay. for you. Do it again. Let, let, let me, hold on. Let me set up quarter speed. Because it, it, is, it is when you watch it in slow-mo, uh, it is definitely oh my uh, God. funny. So let me... F- Mute yourself, though, so it doesn't... Uh... Yeah, so so they're, again, driving around, and, and the driver has to... All of a sudden, he's cutting the speed, and then he's giving it more gas again. He's easing back. On, he's going back and forth like it doesn't even work. And and whatever what happens with the boat is it somehow catches air and goes sideways and hits the water sideways and that's why everybody flies oh. sideways. Oh. <laughs> Watch the girl. Look, look at the girl eating the wave. Oh man. Oh god. So you know the boat didn't sink. I mean it just caught a hell of a lot of water, but it it must have caught air and then went sideways. Wow. And when it came back down sideways, that that's what oh. flew everybody. He <laughs> had to go. He was trying to impress those women. Wow. So, yeah. wow. you know, I've never actually watched. I've seen that video before. I've never seen it in one fourth, one quarter speed. So that speed. was you that saw was that, yeah. incredible. So anyway. Yeah, that was incredible. So that that, that was uh, those are my weather fools. Just nice, beautiful weather day. Yeah, so people never never drive through a uh, water spout that we know now that is a tornado <laughs> and never do that. <laughs> if you take two things away from the show, that's it. All right, Dina, I, know, All right. I understand you have a weather fool. Who's your weather? And this is the funniest thing I have seen in a long time. So I'm going to share this because you've got to watch it. 
All right. So this is talking about um, the heat wave in the UK. So my weather fools actually, it does talk about weather, but it is. <laughs> okay. So this woman comes. Yeah. The, the thumbnail gave it away. So this woman comes home and um, she's like, why is all my stuff in the hallway? She doesn't understand. She's like, oh, my little guinea pigs or whatever. They're in the hallway. All my furniture's in the hallway. So she opens the door. She comes in. She finds her boyfriend in the heat. He blew up one of those little um, kind of like those like kitty inflatable kiddie yeah. pools in the yeah. living room. And he's playing Xbox. <laughs> oh, no. Way. There's no room <laughs> because the, the only the room beers. that's There's left is the L-shaped couch. Bunch of empty and, bottles. And, you know, and he's got beer bottles. In there, in the she's pool. like, in the belt. Yeah, there. He's <laughs> like, what? He's like, I'm having a good time. She's like, what in the holy? F that, that are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm playing games. He's like, you it's just hot. Died in Fortnite. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so then she's like, how are you gonna get this out of here without making a mess? He's like, um. <laughs> um right. He's like, we'll think about that. Dog. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh. It is the funniest thing. And he, he just moves and he's getting water all over the carpet and she's God. yelling at him. Hope it's like not the heat's carpet. not going to kill you, but she will. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's the funniest you just, you thing. You pray to God they don't live above you in the apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so you got to watch it and you got to listen to the way she's talking to him. It's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Oh, anyway. Dean, I'll tell you what. You just gave me a couple great ideas for when I go. Uh, and you could tell he just bought it because the empty box was sitting on the couch right next to him. <laughs> so he just filled Genius. it up yeah Genius. so he thought he was so cool and he and she's like what in the holy f are you doing <laughs> and now you can pee in your living room too yeah Next exactly with Daniel his beer bottles with your beer bottles and apparently just dump them <laughs> oh, in the pool but that's such a dude good. thing isn't it like you blow <laughs> it up is. A, that's why it's a, genius. i know it's genius. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got the xbox and you know electrical cords and everything you know it's it's awesome just hanging out, man. You know yeah. when a dude's hot, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta you go. You gotta for watch it, so. it though. The reactions are so funny. Well, if you do want to watch it, you can uh, go to our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. Check out our fifty or episode fifty-eight show notes, and you'll see those links there. Right. All right, uh, MJ. What do we have for any listener questions or comments? All right, we got a couple tweets. Uh, RVA Weather Watch says was looking for some new podcasts to get into and found you guys. Particularly enjoyed your discussion with James Span. Great show. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with him too. Yep. Thanks. So thanks, uh, RVA Weather Watch. Jesse Farrell. Uh, he was the winner of our uh, giveaway of the Brantley Hargrove, the man who caught the storm uh, book. Oh, and so he sent us a thanks, guys. This will be a great read for vacation. So thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, Kent Porter says he's got a suggestion for you. He says, hey, y'all love your program. Uh, ever thought about doing a segment on people who cover or photograph forest fires? Hmm. Pretty hmm. topical right now, uh, as oh, it big is. Time. Yeah. He says, anyway, keep up the good work. Cool. That's a good idea. That is a really good idea because I think yeah. that's might be interesting. Oh what yeah, the, that's not. And that's I mean, why do they call about. those guys? There's a name for them. The guys who do that. Um, um, forest fire photographers. No, <laughs> crazy guys. <laughs> no, crazy. the guys who fight the forest you mean fires. The, the fire jumpers. Oh, yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah. But, but isn't there another name for it? For um, the, those guys. 
All right. Well, on that note, I think, uh, that, <laughs> way to bring the show to all. I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, before I share the reveal of our next guest, if you enjoy our show, uh, do us a favor. Leave us a great review on your podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe to the show by hitting your podcast app subscribe button. Uh, it always works just like a magazine or newspaper subscription. When you subscribe, it just assures our latest show gets uh, delivered right to your inbox the moment we release it. Uh, I want to put a special thanks and shout out to our guest tonight, uh, Hank Shima. Hank, thanks for uh, joining us this evening. And, and uh, we may or may not get your uh, music on the podcast, but if we don't and you're listening to the show, make sure you go to YouTube to watch to make sure you catch uh, Hank's great rendition of The King. And, so our next, uh, and uh, the coolest videos that he should win the gold medal for. You got to yeah, check oh, that too. That too. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have links to the ones we talked about so that they can get to your YouTube channel. Um, I know you don't want people to follow you, but but we might at least <laughs> might at least do that. So our next episode in two weeks, uh, we're going to be recording on August 9th with one of the original members of the Weather Channel, Tom Moore, uh, is going to be with us in a couple weeks. If you'd like to watch the recording live at nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central, check out our YouTube channel by searching Stormfront Freaks. So uh, for MJ and Maz Brady. Dina and Pecos Hank, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Watch our shows on YouTube and Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.